0: Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at sons of libertymedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday. Hope you had a great weekend, a great Lord's Day together with the people of God. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com as well as SonsOfLibertyMedia.com In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and scroll down there, right there on the right side of the page, and uh, we should be going live there. And you can enlarge that just by clicking on the little box that, that does that kind of stuff. And if you want to watch the live video feed, you can also catch it on my Twitter account at FPPTim. We're also on periscope at setting brush fires our facebook page is bradley dean sol our youtube channel is b dean sons of liberty before it's news.com we're on the front page going right now as well as dlive.tv at the sons of liberty you can also find us on spreeley gab me we minds and usa.life at sons of liberty or sons of liberty media in fact if you want to call in at any time we've got a phone phone lines are open this morning 215-867-8255 or two one five top talk. We'd love to hear from you guys when you do call in, and uh, appreciate that very much. Hearing from you now this morning, uh, we're a little late in setting up, so I'm going to have to do it as I bring on my guest here. But as I do, let me introduce him to you. Uh, he is John Wedger. He was referred to me by our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimerani. And he looks like he's doing his walk this morning, John. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to bring you on in just a second. Let me give you a proper introduction, and then we'll let you tell us a little bit about yourself. John is a retired police detective with over 25 years' service in the investigation into child abuse. Uh, He was threatened and bullied out of his job for exposing the high-level cover-up of child prostitution. For the past eight years, he's been working with anti-child abuse campaigner Bill Maloney in raising awareness of the true extent Of the scale of this heinous crime. He now, with other whistleblowing cops as well as victims and survivors of abuse, uh, is campaigning for a change in the law to give brave whistleblowers the protection they truly deserve. In other words, or in the words of Edmund Burke, all that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Actually, you know, one of the things, uh, John, is. When uh, I I, we have to question whether they're good men, if they if they do nothing, good men do something like yourself. And we want to welcome you all the way over across the pond to the Sons of Liberty. Welcome, John.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be there.
0: Yeah, I'm going to set John up here. So uh, if the video audience will be patient with me just a moment, we'll bring John in and uh, that way you can see him. As he begins to speak to us. Now, John, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, more about yourself, uh, how you got into what you're doing and this idea that you're a whistleblower. You've also you got some true tales where you have seen some pretty incredible things that are going on. I mean, uh, you call it heinous crimes against children and uh, you want to tell people a little bit about what it is that you've done.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, my journey began, I mean, I joined the police at the beginning of the 1990s. And, um, you know, everything was pretty much as normal as you'd expect in that sort of job in London until I started looking into crimes involving um, children and, and sex abuse in children. And then all of a sudden, this strata of management appears. And it appears out of nowhere. And it basically tells you, back away. Um, that happened on one occasion, um, early 2000, and then uh, I refused to back away. I continued looking into crimes because my, my job enabled me to, um, to investigate these allegations, which on the whole were, um, were pretty unrepresented because when children were making allegations, so usually class has been liars. And I think it's still the case now. And, and actually, it's even worse so now because in the UK, that they're now prosecuting um, victims coming forward. Uh, We've had a couple of high-profile cases when witnesses and victims come forward to speak out about that, that they're being attacked. And then in uh, sort of circa 2005, I was investigating cases of children in London as young as nine to 14 years old being used um, as prostitutes. All of them had come from sort of like the welfare system, what we call a care system in the uk and uh they were being traded for um on the lower level 10 rocks or crack on the upper le- upper level sort of like 500 uh pounds per hour and uh there was just no one out looking out for these kids and they all said the same thing it was all orchestrated by one by a woman and again this also dispels the uh popular myth that paedophile is a man gotta get it out of your head it isn't Across the board, paedophilia knows no boundaries, no economic boundaries, no gender boundaries, you know, <clears throat> no religious boundaries. It is totally evasive. Um, sorry about that. course, call, call coming.
0: That's okay.
1: Um, And um, again, I was silenced. But then at this point, I was also threatened. I was a single parent of four kids and I was threatened with the loss of my children. And I was threatened with the loss of my job. Um, and of my home, but I didn't shut up. So I continued to look into the crimes. I mean, at one point I was finding 50 children a week What? that were caught up in prostitution.
0: 50 kids a week. Yeah. And now it, that were these 50 kids were the 50 kids that you found out for people uh, who are listening um, these 50 kids that you're catching or these under the same woman that you're talking about, or is this different things that are going no. on?
1: No, no. I mean, that, that woman did get prosecuted. Um, she had connections with, um, people high up. She had connections with a judge. She had connections with someone in the BBC, the British broadcasting corporation, very well connected. So she was a procurer and a supplier of children. Um, um, the the other the fifty kids I found ten in three minutes, once. Oh, sorry, three in ten minutes. Sorry, I got that ratio the wrong way around. Three kids in ten minutes, and this is these are children that are put into children's homes to be looked after because they're vulnerable, and they were just preyed on. You know, these were lambs to the slaughter, and again that was silenced. So I eventually made allegations of corruption, and. Um, against senior police officers that were deliberately covering this up and that's when uh, the efforts were put on me and they decided to try and prosecute me there was nine attempts to imprison me and they tried to take my younger children off me um, I, I didn't get paid for three years so i nearly lost my home so all the threats they made you're going to lose your job your home your children they all started started to come true i mean I did fight. Um, I never got prosecuted. Every case was dropped by the prosecuting agencies, dropped every single one. Um, I managed to restore my pay. And and they never touched my children in the end. But, you know, I say to people that are going through injustice, you must keep fighting. You must never, ever give up. Never give up. Just show strength and keep fighting.
0: I agree. But um,
1: I wasn't alone. Can can I ask
0: you? Can I ask you something here? Because, uh, you know, we we get a lot of flack for covering um, the corruption in the police departments here in the U- U.S. And I realize there are a lot of good police officers, police officers who leave people alone unless they're actually breaking the law. Uh, and people think we're just anti-cop. We're, we're not. I'd love to see it change to a constitutional militia that enforces our laws. But you're obviously one— that saw something that was going on. Can you tell us about your first experience with this, where you first realized, hey, I'm finding this out. I'm going to blow the whistle on this. And then all of a sudden, this, uh, I don't know, somebody who is superior to you says, John, you need to keep this under your hat and be quiet. You need to go about your business, doing what you're doing. Can you tell us about that first experience that you had?
1: Well, I mean, it can be split into two. When I first come across children making allegations that they were being rented out as prostitutes, you know, it was an investigation. So I uh, investigated it properly, as you would any, any serious sexual assault. So at that point, there wasn't much resistance. It was only because um, these children... so i got my dog with me. These children were given names of other children. That, that's when it became a bigger problem. But when I actually brought the scale of this to the attention of a senior officer. Um, you know, that truly shocked me because it was a guy that I, at the point, had a lot of respect for. And he, he turned around and he said to me, you've got no idea what you're dealing with here. He said, you've got no idea how deep this goes. And he said, if you continue to look into this, he said, you will be thrown to the wolves. He said, you will lose your home, your job, your children. And he said, what that, like F have you done? And he was almost pleading with me, back away. He said, you've got no idea how deep this goes. No idea. And then he basically went on to say that he would never betray fellow and nor would they. So then it brought in a collusion between these senior officers. And he said, and if you complain against it, it will come to me and it will just go in the bin. Um, you, you know, it is going nowhere. And if you continue, you're in a world of trouble. That you, you've got no understanding of the gravity of it. So that that was you couldn't. And you know, he wasn't shouting, but he was serious, and you could see that this guy was serious. You know, and um, and that if I did continue, sorry, just caught up in a the tree there.
0: That's all right. If I
1: did continue that I was going to be in an absolute world of world of pain. Um. So. Well, uh, let know, me that, ask that you. That was, I'm that,
0: trying to get. I'm trying to get a handle on on something here that's going on um what was the first what was the first case that you you had with this and if you can elaborate a little bit you mentioned I, I guess what we would call the foster system you've got children that are taken away from parents for various reasons they're put into into homes i guess foster i guess you guys have a foster system if you'll call it that and we know in the united states that there are some good foster homes but there are a lot of bad foster homes that mistreat children is this how they're being trafficked or were they just being abused by foster children or foster uh, parents in this and this thing that you're you're finding well, out uh, what's going well, on? there? I'm,
1: I mean, the, the problem is people tend to make things black and white and they're not 80 percent. Let's get this right. 80 percent of all of all the trafficking of children, the grooming of children, the sexual exploitation of children and the harm to children, 80 percent goes on within the home environment. So we get a lot of activists, I don't know what you call them, they turn around, they point the finger at foster carers and social workers saying, they steal children, they're evil, they're this. Look, you know, in order for children to be hurt, there's something broken down on a, on a parental level. Um, and that, that needs to be kept in check. Um, these are children that come from bad, bad domestic backgrounds where they've been subject to almost every sort of strata of abuse, you know. So they get taken by the courts and they're placed into a place of safety. Now, that could be um, with family. That could be um, in a fostering environment. They could then also um, be stripped of their identity, given anonymity, and then adopted. Um, Or they could be placed in a residential care home. Um, but this is where problems start lying because there are people that love children and will do their best to put right the damage that these kids have endured. Um, unfortunately, the, the resources aren't there and the training isn't there. Um, you know, people that have been abused in this way, they, they really need to get to the cause of the problem. They don't hey, need man. to be medicated. That's right. You need to really heal that deep wound. Um, and unfortunately, that doesn't get done and the And the um, care system, the children's homes, the foster agencies they made it a business uh, you know they were getting two thousand pounds per child per week yep you know, there was about five or six children in these homes, and um, they were making up to ten thousand pounds per week, which is big money, big money and in a month you know that's a good working wage for a year in the u k not only for a month so you know, the financial inducements come in. Um, the kids are always running away, so they're reported as missing. So hence, this is where we get the massive spike in missing children. I see things saying that there's 100,000 children go missing in the UK. They don't get murdered. And I, I want to make that clear. And There's always this inference that these children are taken and are murdered. Um, they're not. They're, they're reported missing, usually on a Thursday, but then they reappear on a Monday. And in that interim period, they've been used uh, for sex. You know, they've been used for sex partners. They've been prostituted out. And that's what happens. So they do reappear on the whole. Some children get killed. Um, I'll get more and more reports of that. Um, I heard about that in the police, um, but I'm hearing more and more about it now, especially when I start dealing with the satanic ritual abuse, which is virtually like, um, hardly ever reported. I mean, the reports of it, you know, that they are so negligible that they're almost not there, but they do get reported. And uh, the UK t- tends to deny the existence of SRA as it does snuff films. And that's a lie. Both of them exist and both of them are incredibly prevalent. Um, so these kids uh, are in account that there will be an innate hatred of the, p- of the police. So that may come from intergenerational families that don't engage with the police have had run-ins with the police problems with the police and also these kids if they're caught um, they're taken back by the police Uh, they can sometimes get hostile reception off the police Um, the police never debrief these kids never so they, they they never find out really what's happening while the kid has run away had they bothered to just make the effort then they they would have got you know, some very revealing and very frightening information, which John, would need instantly acting on. And can again, I, can I that's where the s- problem relies.
0: Yeah, can I ask you something on that? So it's it seems to me you're indicating that there that the police are. I mean, when we see things in movies, you know, where the police are bought off by the mob in the in the in the United States or something like that, it, it seems like the police are either threatened um, in some way or they're being bought off there in the UK much in the same way of what we see in a film with uh, somebody bribing off the police and this, that, and the other. Are Do you suspect that uh, had some of these guys, the guy that told you to back off and said, do you believe that he's either threatened in some way or that he's a part of what's going on? He's getting paid in some way or something for that to kind of keep the wraps on things against guys like you who are trying to, to help children.
1: Of course, you know, all of them. Um, and now if we, we point the finger, i go to a lot of, demonstrations and rallies mainly in london and people point the finger at police officers uniformed constable officers and they shout shame on you and i can't stand that i hate that these are these are people doing a job these are people feeding their families and these are people that believe in justice on the whole and they join joined the police in my opinion um and this is a sweeping statement they joined it you know really with good intentions what i am against is i'm anti-corruption And I'm anti-paedophilic, you know, and I'm anti-Satanist. Yes. Um, So when when you look at this whole sex crime against children, which which ultimately uh, involves the murder of children and sometimes the ritualistic murder of children, you know, it's it's just such a big picture. But if you put paedophilia in the mix, because they always tend to show that it's a lone wolf, some strange man who lives at home with his mum, and he's abducted this kid and usually a young girl and he's raped her and he's strangled her. And that's the end of it. And it's just a lie. This guy may have been involved, but he'd be involved as what was what they call a fixer, a procurer of the children. Right. The children are needed. They're needed sexually um, for the perversion of these individuals. So that would be the paedophilic element. So the picture starts being drawn in together. The jigsaw starts getting complete, but it's still very much incomplete. And you can't work out how these people know each other. How would an actor know know a a police officer? Um, How would a police officer know a gangster? Because the gangsters are involved, you know. They come across as this sort of like decent strata in society, you know. Um, But there are gangsters involved in this. Um, you know, you have the mafia, we have villains or whatever. I'm not saying all, all of them aren't, because I deal with a lot of ex-criminals who have been in the uh, system, been abused, and end up in prison. And they're my friends, and we work closely together. But at the very top, there will be this organised procurement of kids. So you can't work out how these people all fit until you put Satanism into the mix. And the moment you put Satanism into the mix, you have the complete picture that's why it's imperative for those at the top to gatekeep and make sure that none of this intel ever, ever gets out into the public domain. Because the moment it does, that, that's the picture complete and that's their game up. So they've done a very, very good job at preventing it. Now they have various strategies mm. um, where where they can put someone in prison. Maybe they can kill them. I don't know. Um, But when it comes to people like myself, and I'm not alone, there are other whistleblowing police officers, there's very few, very, very few, but when they do get the moral backbone and stand up and speak out, they they bring out what I've termed the algorithm of bullying. So they start then attacking your character, they attack your work, they find discrepancies in your investigation um, system, Hmm. and then they attack that, and all of a sudden, they start looking at your access to um, data protection, to intelligence. And then they legally question why you've accessed certain intelligence reports, which you do on a daily basis. Right. Um, but again, it's an opinionated thing. So their opinion could be that it was unlawful. Yours will be that you had you needed to access it and it was lawful. So then they put it across to the adjudication of the courts. So the next thing you know, you've got criminal charges of data protection violations against you, which can get your two-year prison sentence. Yeah, And this is what they do. They do it all the time. And then they keep going through. They went through 15 years of my emails, 15 years, when I was the one that reported corruption, But the effort they put into me. And now I was then placed under surveillance for over a year in 2016. Can, so I, can, can I ask you something? Just,
0: uh, can I ask you something? Back up just a little bit, and I'll let you continue your thought there. Um, when you say when you bring Satanism into the picture, you get the complete picture. What do you mean yep. by that? I mean, can you help? Because we've had, you know, we have um, in the States, and I know it's going worldwide, the whole Q thing, which I think is a psyop. That's just my thought. But there's some truth that they bring out. Uh, a lot of this has to do with child trafficking, of course. But we've had reports out of the U.K. with regard to Prince Andrew. And I make a distinction yep. between pedophilia, which I would say is – is uh, children who are who are prepubescent and underage minors uh, if as as you use the term which are those who are um in puberty or even past that uh but they're still considered underage and so there's there's two different things when you talk about satanism being brought in here and the picture being complete with that can you kind of explain to the audience exactly what you mean by that
1: well what i'm looking at is is this sort of um criminal landscape how children are managed to be procured um trafficked out sexually exploited and sometimes killed um and uh you know as a whistleblower as a survivor of abuse you know when you stand up you stand up alone and you seem to see that things aren't in your favor things don't go right and people start getting this wall of silence this conspiracy of silence up against them. And you can't work out why, you can't work out how. And for a good example was um, we had a guy, a celebrity called Jimmy Savile, and he knew royalty. He knew um, Netanyahu. Um, He knew all the whole political tiers, the high-up political tiers. He seemed to get away with so much under the backdrop that the man was a paedophile. And uh, he got away, in essence, with child murder, child rape, child procurement, sexual exploitation. He was um, highlighted as an active Satanist and had access to mental hospitals, to mortuaries, to children's hospitals. And the only thing in his favour is that he raised money. And he was rubbing shoulders with everyone. From gangsters through to the pontiff, um, politicians, peers, you know, and and actors, and and people just thought, oh, it's because he's just a wacky, crazy individual who runs marathons. It wasn't. He was an active fixer and procurer of children for sex parties, sexual magic, um, satanic rituals, and the like. And he knew. All these people, and he knew what they were doing. So, really, anyone who rubbed shoulders with this bloke remained his friend, in my opinion, was well at it. Uh,
0: Margaret Thatcher, um, uh, she was she was uh, well known to be tied around him as well. And uh, well, she, she
1: was named to me the other day as um, attending uh, a well known sort of house in South London mm. where children were taken. <sighs> So it's this, and this is it. This is why it starts explaining it. You can't work out how can this happen? How can Margaret Thatcher's Home Secretary, who was always Mm. being stopped by police for trying to um, solicit a young boy in public toilets, in train stations, runaway boys, his name was constantly cropping up as being an active paedophile, a man called Leon Britton. Why did Margaret Thatcher promote him when he was at such a young age, um, you know, as Home Secretary, as her second wife? Well, you know, I've just answered that. Why did um, Ted Heath, the former Prime Minister before Thatcher, you know, um, get away with what he did? Not only was he raping boys, he was accused of, of murder and of being involved in Satanism. Again, we're seeing the same pattern. Same pattern, same pattern, same pattern. You know, and and so this is – all of a sudden, you don't have to scratch your head as to how this occurred. It's there, laid on in front of you. But people still choose uh, to have a cognitive dissonance to it, you know, to shut their mind. No, this doesn't happen. No, no, I agree, John.
0: And I think there's some things – I I know it's going worldwide. We have a a group called NewsGuard. Uh, You can find their website for people who are interested, newsguardtech.com. And they're working with Microsoft. They're working with other social media outlets and stuff like this to try to label um, you know, certain outlets like ours as conspiracy theorists and stuff. And one of the things they jump on is this whole Pizzagate idea. Now, I know for a fact we have at least one or a couple of, of um, transcripts from um, people who have been arrested for pedophilia and child trafficking where they reference very specifically pizza. We, we actually have um, a college professor who is teaching in a class where he's going through the ideas of this idea of pizza in relation to sexual relationships or some kind of sodomy or something like this. So it's not a conspiracy theory. This stuff is right out there. And yet people like NewsGuard want to poo-poo that and say, this doesn't exist. They're, they're pushing a conspiracy theory what's your idea do you guys have an issue like Pizza Gate there in the UK uh, like we do here and, and we're not talking about some comet pizza somewhere <clears throat> excuse me in the us when we talk about that we're talking about how people use a, a terminology to speak about getting sex with children do you guys have anything like that in the UK
1: yeah they, they call children chickens they are referred to as chickens and they always have been um and when it comes to satanic abuse, they're referred to as diamonds. So diamonds and chickens. Um, so, And it's always gone on. There's been many, many sort of dramas, police dramas, where they alluded to um, child prostitution. Um, there's an area in central London, in Piccadilly, which w- was long-term for decades and decades. as the meat rack, so where the, the boys would, would hang out and be procured. Um, and so it's it's always gone on, yeah, so it refers to them as bits of meat, you know chickens or diamonds, but you know um okay. I, I sort of get the i get the uh the pizza gate thing and and what they'll do straight away they'll make it so and so incredulous that and nonsensical that it couldn't possibly have happened, um, yeah, and yet we see the but,
0: symbolism like in our our own FBI has pulled up the symbolism, the symbolism is on uh the Pope. Uh, His attire that he wears, the little triangle that kind of goes inward like a a spiral, a staircase, if you will. We've got that kind of stuff. We've got other symbolism that is used. Uh, People have tattoos on, and they're promoting that. We even have the guy who runs Twitter, Jack, whatever his name is. Um, (laughs) Forget some of this stuff. Uh, He's promoted that. He's talked about the good pasta, and that's tied in with pizza. He's talking about young children. And so let me ask you this. What's what's the youngest child that you've been involved in in helping rescue out of any of this stuff?
1: Nine years old.
0: Nine years old. And they're just they're just being used like th- this is the thing that that gets me. You, you you know here it's it's talked about like pizza, this inanimate object, the food, if you will. There you say they're referencing them as chickens or diamonds. Chickens, I mean, yeah. it's it, it's yeah. they're not even considered people. They're just used for their. Yeah. Their outlet for lust, right?
1: I mean, what I've got to clear up, I've, you know, personally dealt with nine to 14 year olds. That's personally, right? Um, but when it's come to child abuse investigations, I've dealt with babies that have been raped, you know, um, but that's on like a domestic child abuse front. Um, I now get testimonies of people who were rented out from the ages of four years old three years old, and some younger. Um, And I'm taking these testimonies almost on a weekly basis. So, you know, it's um, they they don't care. The younger the better. The younger the better. And and I hear names constantly cropping up um, of the same people. And these are politicians. These are members of royalty. These are celebrities all the time. Same ones cropping up, bang, bang, bang. And they're the same ones that are always in the media suing the papers for libel. So that tends to be the uh, the other one where um, all of a sudden, and they get successfully get payouts as well,
0: Yeah, John. You know, million-pound payouts. One of the things, <clears throat> you mentioned Satanism, and uh, here at the Sons of Liberty, we hold the Bible as a standard for everything, including the Constitution here in the United States. And, you know, Jesus said it was better for a person to take a millstone, tie it around their neck, and throw yeah, and themselves, commercial. yeah, yeah, throw themselves in the in the sea rather than to cause one of the little ones to stumble. And here we—it's not just they're stumbling; they're abusing them, they're robbing them of their innocence. They're when when you when you when you rescue some of these kids, are any of them ever able to, um, I don't know, be healed of any of the stuff that they've endured? Yeah, Have yeah, you well, seen some one, of that?
1: One of the things is, like speaking out is, is very cathartic. It's a, there's a healing attached to being heard. Because these people have been silenced. And justice is the ultimate healing thing. Medicating does not work. You know, if it, if it's chemicals that it didn't cause a problem, then, then it's not chemicals that are going gonna to seize the problem, heal the problem. You know? Memory of suffering. Because... What will happen to these poor souls when, when, when they violate them this way? They they shatter their soul, you know. They smash their soul to pieces. And when you have Satanism, uh, Satanism, it, they torture them, and and then that leads forward to um, multiple personalities. Uh, sorry.
0: I'm sorry, we're having a we're having a disorder. little connection. We've a little connection problem what there, what will happen is
1: they will then go through life unable okay. to sort of gain full-time employment unless, unless they work for themselves.
0: Okay, we we had a little connection yeah. problem there for uh, about twenty yeah. seconds or
1: so. So we got right, lost. Okay. It. That's okay. That's okay. I, I can go back. So right. I'll go back. What I'll say to you is that when, when they when they abuse these children, they you know they abuse the ultimate trust. Um, they rape the children. They, they physically damage them. The young girls suffer spinal injuries. Uh, they, they, they get damaged. Their wombs get damaged. Some of them are never able to have children. Um, when they sodomize the children, they, they rupture their anuses, um, which can cause them to spend their life not able, again, to sort of uh, socially mix properly because they defecate themselves, and that causes extreme trauma and embarrassment throughout their adult life. They damage bowels, they rupture bowels. You know, that's on a physical level, on an emotional level. That's your own so-called loving parents doing this to you, you know. Um, and then they torture them. They, they put them in freezing cold water. They electrocute them. They drown them. Drowning is a very common thing. Suffocate them to the point of death and bring them back again. And it causes a fracturing of, of, of the mindset. And their soul's broken. And the other thing they do, is what we saw with the religious institutions, both the Protestant and the Catholic institutions. But these are the ones that, that have been gone on. I know it goes on within the Islamic schools and 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 within the, the Jewish community as well. It's just that they don't come forward and speak out or get investigated to the same degree as, as the Christian groups do. Um, you know, they will. the boys that I've spoken to that have been in these have been sodomized whilst the Bible's read out to them. So it stops them ever going for any sort of Christian healing. They see anything to do with God and Jesus as being the root cause of all this. Um, so there's that natural abhorrence towards religious institutions or Christianity. Um, I've heard people that have been sexually abused by nuns, uh, not just a sexual abuse, violence, canings, whippings, beatings, you know. And then, of course, if you was to do that to a dog, When, you know, as a puppy, when the the animal got old enough, there wouldn't be a human being could get their hand near him without ripping its arm off, you know? Yep. Um, Yet people find it in them to have pain and compassion and healing and go on to help others. We've got some incredible individuals that work with us that have gone through the most abhorrent abuse, which has involved, one girl told me she was made to bite the beating heart of a baby uh, until the baby died. And then she was made to eat the intestines um, of of that child, raw intestines. Good grief! Um, And this is what they do. This is what Satanism is. And we've got these people that have been named on an official document um, that that can be found on the internet called the Rains List. R A I N S Mm -hmm. Rains List. It's got names of acting acting even today members of of, um, of our parliament, you know, our cabinet, our high tier in parliament, privy councillors, people that have been appointed by the Queen um, are named on this list. We've got actors. We've got my former boss from the police and no wonder he covered it up. And yet none of them have been investigated for this. And it's just, it's in your face. And no, I-, I say to people, because I, be- I believe in Jesus Christ. And I believe Jesus wants me to continue fighting against this darkness and this cesspit in humanity. And I will continue, continue that fight.
0: Amen. And people
1: say to me, but but I don't believe in God. And I I have to say to them, I I don't care. (laughs) I don't care what you believe in. You believe whatever you want. But let me tell you this. The Satanists believe in their God.
0: That's exactly right. And they
1: pray relentlessly to their God. And they have got absolute loyalty to their God. So you ignore it all you want. But ignoring it means doesn't mean it ain't there. It's there. It's always been there. It works in the yep. covert. It works in the hidden, and it taunts us daily. But I tell you what: in the name of Jesus Christ, I will never ever back down Amen. to any Amen. of these vile animals. Never.
0: Amen. No, That's the message. Look it. That's the message of the let, sons let, of liberty, me, John. Me, yeah, that, that well, we don't me,
1: back me, down. Let, Go ahead. Let, let me let me tell you this my friend someone said to me you know are you not frightened because a a leading politician stood up in parliament and says i'm surprised john wedger isn't dead (coughs) Uh, and someone said are you not frightened and i said my fear is a drop in the ocean compared to the fear of a child who in these care homes is getting the blanket taken from over them that is raw fear amen you know and how can we allow our children to suffer that fear and i shout out not just to the good men um of Britain, Great Britain, of Europe, of, of the world. You know, men need to start being men. Come on. And standing up. Stop abandoning your children. Exactly right. This this, this fetid, r- filthy, and immature baby father culture, which has probably been one of the single cause of, of, of access. This can have to our children. Be fathers, stop it. It's cowardly and it is wrong. There's nothing manly in a baby father. It is someone that needs to be standing with that child, not through the baby days, but through the rest of their lives. You hold that hands, child, spiritually and emotionally throughout the rest of their lives. Yep. And you stand and stop the wolves attacking them. Because these little sheep are being attacked by these wolves. Exactly right. That, the right. That's do the
0: exactly right thing. That's it. You know, And one of the things we talk about, John, is uh, we encourage parents to actually teach their kids at home. Um, of if course. they're away from them eight or 10 hours a day in a post, they have no idea what's going on there. And no. part of that instruction is Deuteronomy six, you know, God says that we're to, to have it in our hearts and then we're to and put it in our children's hearts and we're to be the protectors. You know, in my house, we don't have to worry about whether or not you have a gun, uh, around and real security. We, you know, dad is that. And then I, yeah. you know, we've had that with our, with our children and teaching them how to use weapons and things of that nature. Uh, as part of their instruction. But but you're exactly right. Fathers have to be present in that. Mothers have to be present in that. And they have to love their kids, not abuse them, not take out for their own lust on their kids. And, you know, um, I've had people, uh, it, it really makes me angry when people will come in the chat room or something else and they'll say, oh, you have 10 kids, you must be a pedophile, and this, and the other. My kids will tell you, I don't even go there with that. I, I'm I'm sickened by those who do. Because the fact of the matter is, is that when these people cross that line, I have to question if there is any. I mean, even as a Christian, um, I have to question as to whether or not those people can be brought back. Because as Bradley says, he does the afternoon show for Sons of Liberty. He says you have to feed that monster. Well, well, of course.
1: Well, well, someone said this to me once, you know, Um, when someone rapes a child, they don't do it on their own. Right. They do it because they want to start off. There's no duress from from the devil or anything. They do it because they want to. But the moment they do that, they will be saturated, demonically saturated. And they are given a home to a demon that wants constant feeding. And that's why, you know, we need to bring the spiritual element into this. We are mind, we are body, and we are soul. Amen. And this is a spiritual war. And again, people are now godless. They don't believe in it. They turn around and say religion causes war. This is nothing to do with religion. This is an ancient battle between good versus evil. This has no religious connotation. Right. This is evil. What these people do, the Satanists, what they worship, they worship Lucifer. Right. They worship Satan and they worship Moloch. This is bow worship. This is 6,000 years Sold and some more onion it's everything and to feed this monster
0: oh i don't know if we lost john there we're going to see if he comes back here sorry about that i know he's walking around and moving and so some of that may be tied with uh yeah,
1: the connection there can still hear yeah,
0: we're, we're can hearing hear- you come back in but yeah, we're yeah. losing we're losing I, you I quite a bit so. there
1: I'm, I'm, yeah 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 <laughs> I'm I'm going to go nearer to an internet connection. I'm going to go nearer to
0: sure. Okay. Well, one of the things that you're talking about when you, I I believe it is it is tied to a religious uh, connection here. The fact that you mentioned Satanism is religious in nature. And oh yeah, yeah.
1: Of course, there's a negative religious connotation to this. Um, But there's a positive too,
0: and and I would say I would say it's tied to what the Bible says about that. And you know we reference Matthew eighteen six and that about what Jesus said about the little children, but all throughout His law, and you mentioned justice. Um, justice is the thing that seems to help people. And I, I'm guessing in the UK it's very similar to the US. It is well somebody gets life in prison. Now I've said John that that's not life, that's not justice for anybody. The Bible never can uh, you know commands prison. It shows us that prisons existed like in Rome and stuff for Paul and uh, the apostles and stuff like this. But, but it never commands that. In fact, for a crime like this, it commands the death penalty. It commands you in that person's life so that you show a mercy to everybody else. Because when you put them in prison, the victims are still alive. And guess what happens when they go to work, they're going to pay taxes to feed, clothe and house that guy who committed crimes against them. And so are all the people he didn't commit crimes against. So, Um, You know, I'm one who says we need to return back not too long ago, maybe 100, 200 years ago, to where we deal with these people openly and publicly to teach not only for justice, but to teach other people not to do what they did. Um, I don't know if you're in agreement with that, but I would say that is a biblical justice.
1: Well, what I would say to him is that children are a cash cow from cradle to grave. There is no need um, for the British government. To, to address this abhorrent problem right they, they can't find money for hip- therapy which would run at about 50 to 60 pound an hour yet yeah, they can find 450 pound an hour for barristers to prosecute um people that have ended up pulling foul the system because of dysfunctionality coming from abuse you know the the family courts make a huge amount of money uh solicitors always make money win or lose i mean where else would you ever get um a career where win or lose you get paid, um, and then you've got the juvenile courts making money, the magistrates courts, the crown courts, and ultimately the coroner courts. So, cradle to grow these children just make money, 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 money. And again, we've got a recidivism rate of seventy-five to eighty percent in our prisons. So, the prison system has categorically, generationally, been proved it does not work. They are not healing the problem. They are not getting to the root of why someone is angry, hate-fueled, or wants to steal, or whatever. They're not. Um, And it will come down to child abuse. No two ways about it. If I know about it, you know, and I believe I'm right, then how can these so-called professionals not know? Psychiatry is, again, it's a fundamentally flawed science. You know, it's so open to interpretation, and it changes like the wind. You know, again, they're highly, highly paid as our lawyers, and sometimes they're of the same ilk these people um but when it comes to prisoners you know what i will say is if someone is in for an abhorrent crime against a child then you don't get anything until you put right what you've done you know no one is interested initially in the fact that you could have been a victim yourself you help your victims and then we will look at you as a victim but you must put right what you've put wrong and some every bit of information they should be purged of you know and they're there's a lot of ingrained deception within pedophiles. Um, they don't tend to have previous convictions for sex crimes, but they do have previous convictions for, for um, complex dishonesty crimes like deception. So they are manipulators. Um, but I, I personally would say there is therapy for them, right? However, they are not the victims of anything until they put right what they have, the victims that they've made, and. Um, and that's how i do it, and that's how I'd see it. So when you get people going to prisons and they're talking to the sex offenders going, oh, yeah, but he was abused by his father and mother, okay, maybe he was, and there's probably every chance he was. However, that will not be looked at. That will not be addressed until that person, man or woman, has put right the fetid, rotted, and vile damage that they've done to, to their children and others.
0: Amen. No, I, I agree. <clears throat> I agree. Most of these things that we see – when we see the sexual perversions go on, the people have been abused themselves. Now, we need to deal with their abusers. I agree with you. Uh, but but they have to be responsible for their own actions despite their, uh, the abuse that they've suffered. So it's not, it's not okay because you've been abused to go abuse somebody else. You're exactly right. That has to be dealt with first. And uh, I'm glad you're on the front lines of that. Now, folks, if you want to check out more about John Wedger, you can go to johnwedgerfoundation.org. And you can find out more about what he does. You can see some interviews here, obviously, of some things. And uh, John, one of the things you mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, is Jimmy Seville. And you talked about, you know, he he rubbed elbows with all these people. He was abusing children. He was doing all these things. He was in the upper echelons. And you said, you know, they never really did anything to him. Well, want I, I want to let people know something. The Bible says it's appointed unto men once to die, and after that, the judgment. And you can be sure that God's eye is not blind to what Jimmy Seville did. And Jimmy Seville is getting a just reward, a just punishment for all of the sins that he committed against children and against others. I don't want people to think that uh, this thing just goes unhindered by the Creator. And I get what you're saying. Within the church, whether it's a Protestant, whether it's Catholic, um, you know, Protestants don't get as much... I guess news time is as, as the Catholic Church, but the Catholic Church has been involved in a lot of cover up. I know at least when we as Protestants, when we hear about it, we're apt to condemn that and to call people to repentance over it. But the Catholic Church has been involved in thousands upon thousands of cover ups. Plus they have the unbiblical thing of celibacy, which drives some of these priests and not just pedophilia. They're they're really targeting little boys, so it's it's a sodomy issue. Um what have you found any of that uh, as well going on there in the UK with uh, no. religious institutions as, as oh, well? Oh,
1: horrific! Absolutely horrific! It really is. It's um, sp- especially throughout the nineteen fifties, sixties, and seventies, post-war England. That there was a lot of these uh, institutions cropped up, and um, oh, d- horrific stories! Absolutely horrific. I mean, the worst ones I've had is of um, twin brothers. Uh, that were in a Catholic institution in, in Northern Ireland in Belfast. And um, they were taken to, to parties with all priests and they were placed in the middle of a circle while the priests would masturbate and watch these two brothers. They would force them to rape each other. Um, and they give such a powerful testimony. And again, they, they wouldn't be heard. They've got now um, a liable suit slapped on them. And you know, and the, they went they went to prison for, for um, an instance for trying to speak out. So this is how perverse it is. Southern Ireland suffered appallingly um, because of that acquiescence to the church, and how the church had governance over policing. Uh, you know, we, we we get it terribly, and it, and it goes on in just not just the working classes in the middle classes, where there is this silence of decency that it doesn't go on in this middle England environment, but it does the public school, what we call the public school, it's actually the private school system. Um, you know, that has been heavily scrutinised and put under the microscope for the ritualistic whipping, caning, and sodomization of young boys from five upwards. And these are men that then go on to become members of parliament, military officers, you know, boards of governors, you know, and they're just, just incredibly damaged individuals. So, yeah, it's, it's horrific, absolutely horrific. There is not one part of society that this evil hasn't infiltrated and i'm with you for me it's a spiritual battle you know and um I, if i'm asked i'll always say it you know i'll always stand up and say i'm um, you know i'm doing the work with jesus i'm not ashamed of it um Amen. i quite happily stand up and proclaim it um and all that but i don't care i'm not out to convert anyone whatever anyone wants to believe it. we've got Sikh groups that go out there and save children we've got uh, muslims that do the same you know, and they've all said to me, we want to work with you. That's that's all right. I'm all right with that. And um, there's others that that aren't so keen. They want everyone purely Christian. But as long as someone is fighting uh, against the devil and saving the children, then they are with me. They are with me. And I believe that they are doing God's work. But
0: yeah, when people
1: I... abuse children in sure. this way, they are playing into the hands of Satan. And they will be, if they was to look, if they could only see the attachments they got, they will There'll be like a fishing line there will be demons hanging off them all mm. over all over well
0: you know John one of the things is and this is the thing too I want people to be Christian obviously because I believe there's an eternal um issue there that hangs over it but at the same time I realize that all men are made in the image of God and as part of that image of God he has put his law within us that so we know what we know what right and wrong is some of these people like you're you're describing have severed that that conscience that god has given them to where they can go and do these kinds of things to children and even among different you know religions and and the other the people still bear the image of god it may be marred but they can see right and wrong and they'll stand against that and we should we should you know allow them to stand against it because that's the right thing to do i've said often i disagree with uh jews and muslims and communists and all these people but if they're treated unlawfully if they're if a tyrant is treating them um you know, unlawfully, then I'm going to stand against that tyrant on their behalf, whether I agree with them or not. And so I'm glad to hear that there are some people who are standing there. Uh, we're coming up against the end of the show. We got about um, maybe two minutes or so here. Um, do, do you receive any kind of compensation or are there people who donate? Can they donate? Will you tell people a little bit about in just yeah. this minute and a half how they can help you do what you do?
1: well um I mean share the work for start the more people know um, the better it's going to be we we've got our um it's come up on there, our foundation you can email me on um, john wedger J O N wedger foundation at gmail.co.uk. uk um, and we're we're struggling with charitable status at the moment because um we get so much under attack. The moment that the, we um, become a registered charity, then for sure um, you, you'll get the Satanists attacking us via the reg- government's regulatory body and things like that. So we're um, we're we're just trying to move forward in, in trying to get this as a proper, fully up and running um, uh, organization where people can donate, and, and we just basically work on bits of dribbling here and now on you know the well-wishing of of good people that that chuck a couple of pennies our way and a lot of it comes out of our own pocket well most of it does and uh, we're just a a small bunch of well-meaning people um, that want this to stop and out the way of doing it is going out there and i take testimonies of people who have been abused sexually and let down by the system or they're victims of satanic ritual abuse Mm. and i just put that you know and I, I expose this to the light. Yeah. And I think I'm doing a good job in... Um,
0: I think you are too, John. The people
1: are well... I the think you are too. Uh,
0: yeah. We're out of time here. Sorry about that. I got the music a little loud. We're out of time here. <laughs> you guys check out JohnWedgerFoundation.org. John, thank you for your time. Thank you for your service there and what you're doing. We're with you, man. Come back and talk with us soon. See ya. God bless.